0: Welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximise your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 55 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Belinda Risley, and today I'm joined by Stefan Honeycutt. He is a marketing expert who loves racing with a background in marketing and motorsport sponsorship. Stefan has supported NASCAR Cup teams, FIA Formula E, and top 20 Fortune 500 companies. He is an avid supporter of his oldest daughter's racing program and his youngest daughter's dancing. Stefan puts his family above all. Else. He enjoys being at the track and coming out with new ideas. He's currently promoting the YABBA Bahama charity race and he would like to get as many tracks to participate as possible. It is a great exercise for young drivers to reach out to potential sponsors and to start conversations and relationships while helping the people in the Bahamas. Uh, I'm really excited to bring Stefan's story to you today, guys. I really hope you enjoy it. But before we get started, um, I do have a review from iTunes. Sorry, guys, I haven't been. Checking them before I'm recording these because I block the interviews and sometimes the interview uh, the um, reviews are written after I've recorded. So I do apologize if you've written a review and I haven't mentioned it so far to date. Anyway, Charlie J. bullis has written. Hi, Belinda. I've just listened to your episode with Emma i want to say a huge thank you for bringing her story to us and for asking the real grassroots and how do you do it questions. As an inspiring pit reporter myself, it's so wonderful to hear from someone. So talented and hardworking to get their true insights and tips on working my way through the rest of your episodes now. Great work. Well, Charlie, well, thanks to your review, and we do have a lot more, but Emma has um, announced that you are the winner to spend one day with Emma in 2020 at a racetrack near yourself where she will be working. So please email us at win at motivate Charlie, and we'll get that organized for you. So congratulations. Now let's get started with today's show. Welcome to Stephen. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Belinda.
0: So, I've just found you guys on Instagram, stalking you for the last couple of weeks, and I'm loving your story and what your business is about. Can you tell our listeners what is Yaba?
1: Well, so Yaba first of all is a uh, it's an acronym which uh, stands for Youth Athlete Branding Agency. And um, it kind of came about from uh, my daughter racing. So uh, I have a, well, we, we have a nine-year-old daughter and uh, she started racing when she was seven. And um, we moved her up from indoor karting to outdoor karting. And uh, the, the, the price point obviously changed. And uh, when it moved up to that, we, uh, you know, I told my oldest daughter that uh, we're gonna have to give equal weight to the sponsorship branding side as much as we do to the equipment and to the, to the coaching side. And uh, she agreed to those terms. And uh, I used my, my background uh, in NASCAR. I was actually on the partnership commercial side, partnership business development side, uh, for sponsors on for a NASCAR cup team and now I uh, support formula E uh, the series here in the US so I've been in the world of motorsports sponsorships for uh, a little over three years now and I've uh, been successful in it and so I applied that skill set to my daughter and uh, so it was very common it was very it was, a, it was a normal thing for me I've been in marketing longer than that uh, that I've just been in this motorsports niche now for about three years and uh, applied it to her. And it actually worked out really well. Uh, She subsidized 50% of the cost of her racing program, um, you know, first year in, which, uh, which has the highest uh, overhead costs, right? So we didn't have anything, we started from scratch. So everything from trailer to cart and everything from so forth. So she, um, she was able to cover half of those costs. And uh, it was just because we knew how to approach sponsors and, and companies and actually start the conversation correctly. And uh, so anyway, all that being said, uh, I'm at the track. I'm talking to all the other parents. And, uh, you, know, the, it's, you know, with cart dads, it's kind of, a, uh, kind of a common thing for everybody to be grumbling a little bit about the cost of the sport. And of course, you know, if uh, somebody gets in an accident or something along the lines, you always hear the dad's going, ah. Oh, it's another three, $400 that we're going to have to uh, spend now extra. So, you know, we joke around about that, but then of course I would always, at first I would counter with the, or I would make the comment saying, you know, thank goodness we have sponsors to help support and subsidize the cause for us. And end uh, the, what I would hear back from all the parents is, you know what, that's great. We should be doing that, but they're not, they're not doing it, but they understand that they should be doing it. And uh, the reason that they're not doing it is they just don't, know how to do it it's a you know it's it's more than just social media it's understanding um, you know how much money you're asking for how big of a company you need to actually target that has a marketing budget that can afford you know that check who do you actually talk to within the company what level who do you actually write to things there's a lot of there's a lot of research that goes into it that people just don't realize, and they think it's just sending out something on social media and instagram and that's it and money will just come their way it's not you have to be very proactive about it so um they don't know parents didn't know how to do that i look around the track i see that there was a ton of support for the equipment you didn't even have you don't even have to leave Um, our home track is gopro motorplex which is I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but I would put that facility up against any other karting track here in the U.S. That, as far as quality of it is concerned. It was, you know, it was made after uh, Parma, so they scanned Parma, and then it's Disneyland clean, and it's great, so there's a lot of stuff going on there, but they have, you don't even have to leave the the track to get a good kart. You can go right next door and, and spend as much money as you want and get a race winning cart, and then we also have great coaching at the track we've got you know uh, ashley rogero who was ranked i think seventh in the world uh two or three years ago and you know she provides great coaching and we have some other great coaches there Um, scott powers was on the track actually uh yesterday i think yeah when uh no day before yesterday but so we have a lot of good coaching but there was zero support on the branding and sponsorship side there was nobody there to teach The parents on how to do this and how to cross that bridge. So we saw the need and uh, we decided to fill it and started Yaba. And it seems to uh, be uh, quite a hit amongst the families so far.
0: Yeah, I love it. As I said to you earlier, I was like, yes, I want to talk to you because you're echoing everything that um, I believe in and that we're trying to achieve over here in Australia. So thank you. I had so many questions that just come out of your little um, introduction there. Um, I think the first thing is, um, yes, people don't know how much goes behind sponsorship. Um, Even like last week, we ran an online workshop um, that was just a two-hour workshop and people were just quite overwhelmed by the whole process and they're like oh we didn't realize you had to do so much to get started and that purely was the name of the workshop saying just to get started um Mm -hmm. and a lot of people just think it's a matter of throwing some facts and figures together and advertising it on sponsorship they're looking for support um without doing the back um research into it so yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. So I think one of the, the first things um, that you just mentioned there, Stefan, was um, how you approach those sponsors. Um, I think one of the biggest um, challenges that I hear is, especially with the young Car- carters and the young um, motorsport competitors, that they feel like they don't have any benefits to, to offer their sponsors. Um, and of course, like who to contact, how to contact and all of that line. But let's just go back to like, um, who did you approach um, with um, with your daughter being at nine years of her age, what kind of businesses?
1: So, well, we, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm used to dealing with the big brands. So we just kind of swung for the fences. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you know, uh, so not to brag, but we have over a 50% response rate with the outreach that we do with these, with these brands. And the brands that have gotten back to us uh, have been Netflix, uh, Pizza Hut, GoDaddy, um, at Daddy's Burgers, which is kind of more of a U.S. regional um, food fast food or food chain, casual burger joint chain. Um, you know, we've had, th- those are kind of the big brands that have replied back to us. Now, what we have learned of Tums, actually, uh, Tums sponsors Heartburn and Turn here at the Charlotte Motor Speedway when we do the Roval Race, and they actually hosted Um, Our daughter out there invited her to come out there. So to answer your question, I went off on a tangent there, but to answer your question, the approach that we use is that we do handwriting letters, right? So we, my, my wife who is our, uh, she's the VP of business development. So she's phenomenal by the way. So she is, uh, she's great on the track. She's passionate. She loves racing. Um, She's a guy's type of girl. So she likes hanging out with the guys. So she has no problem chatting with all the dads at the track and chatting with all you know anybody that's interested in racing and telling them what's going on but she also has a masters in writing and she was a school teacher for 9 years so she understands how to actually get the kids to do things the right way and and have a good you know a baseline of quality right so what we mean by that is chunking out the the letter and the paragraphs and making sure everything is spelled correctly and making sure we dedicate time and You know and giving the kid a break every five you know after after 15 minutes of writing something out they need a break and then they they need to reset and then get finished the second half of the letter so what we do though is we you know that it truly the letter is kind of the the linchpin for this outreach so it's handwritten it's you know it's uh it's a large manila envelope it's not folded or tri-folded because the bigger the envelope it is the the more likely it is to capture the attention of whoever's getting it. We make sure that they handwrite uh, the address on the outside um, and the return address. We use a real stamp instead of having a pre-postage paid or anything of that nature. So it looks more like a nine-year-old or a 10-year-old or a 13-year-old kid is writing this. And you know, the little secret touch, that's a little bit of a secret sauce, but it sounds so simple, but we just put a sticker on the outside of it as well. so whatever the kids like. So if, if they like unicorns or if they like, you know, animals or if they like racing or something, but some little sticker that we put on the outside of it just to make it look like that. It's a kid that's sitting this letter right here.
0: And, basically, and then of course, sorry, and basically you're just wanting that um, proposal to stand out and, and be unique to the person that the, the child, the athlete that they're trying to, exactly. to invest in.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, we're talking to people who are in, you know in a certain department at a you know within a brand and they're sitting there and and they're just like you and I right so they love mail they love getting real mail and instead of junk mail or you know anything else that you would get at the office and then when they open up a letter and they see you know a kid's handwriting it's it's hard it's hard not to be engaged with that conversation right so then we then we write the letter in a certain way to kind of leverage all the points of our drivers right so for my daughter the fact that she is you know a a female in racing, right so that's it's that is an underrepresented group right within the world of racing. so we leverage that we leverage the fact that she' is nine years old. We leverage the fact that she actually has won a couple things right so there are you know anything that we can do um, that actually highlights the who who the driver is and how it actually relates to the brand as well. and what I mean by that is is that if we have you know a good example if we have a country boy that is racing you know and we're talking to a um, a luxury jewelry brand probably not a good fit but if we're talking to Levi's then yeah the story behind this kid who's a country boy who grew up racing out you know out in the country and on a dirt track or something along those lines aligns really well with Levi's so it helps elevate their story as well so we would that's, those are parts of the things that we would highlight within the letter to kind of get the conversation started.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the big things that we were focused on in that workshop as well is like identifying your values and um, trying to identify your personal brand. So therefore, you know, oh, no, which um, sponsors to potentially contact. And you know, that was a great analogy there about that the country and the Levi's. Like, there's, there's got to be um, an alignment to who the person is when it comes mm-hmm. to seeking sponsorship.
1: Yep. And then, and then as far as the value, yeah. And then far, you were saying, you know, what can you, what can kids offer, you know, to a brand and to, you know, and uh, first of all, I do want to say that large brands, what we have learned from large brands. So I'm talking, you know, a hundred million, $200 million annual revenue companies, things of that nature, you know, and, and uh plus is that they basically say, listen, you know, we really appreciate you getting onto our radar. We're going to keep an eye on you, but there's nothing that we can do as far as the dollars are concerned. And the reason is that we don't want to open up that can of worms right now. If we do it for you, we're going to have every single kid in the U S coming after us for that right there. And then, and it'll end up turning into negative press if they turn somebody away or something along those lines. So they just don't even mess with it, but we are on their radar and they, and again, you want to build relationships with brands, right? So, You want to stay on their radar and you want to keep them up to date and keep things going of that nature. Now, now that being said, the value that young, you know, carting drivers and youth drivers can offer to these brands is truly their story. Right. And what I mean by that is that when I worked at a NASCAR team, we had, you know, you have, you have B2B brands that you support and you have B2C brands that you support on the B2B side of things. It was more of, the assets that we were able to offer them at, at the size of the organization that we were at the NASCAR level. So, and that would be, you know, tickets to the track and that would be hosting, using our facilities, things and so forth, doing training sessions and things of that nature. Now on the B2C side of things, it was it was more of the IP rights that they they would have access to for our drivers, right? And those IP rights, really truly just kind of boil down to content that they have that the brand can leverage and has access to and that content's distributed over social media channels right so you know there would be a lot of money that would be spent to be able to use the like the likeness and and the face and be able to use the face of our drivers promoting products or or integrating the products into their daily lives and 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 telling that story so that that content can be produced at the, at the youth level as well. And, you know, and what really boils down to is it an engaging story? And it turns out that brands are starting to see and and seeing with our drivers that it is an engaging story. You do have, you know, competition. You do have the passion. I would say you probably even have more passion than I've seen at the, at the pro level sometimes, you know, and uh, I, you know, you've got parents who have sacrificed a lot, to To help get their kids there, I mean, there are a ton of storylines that are engaging and interesting, and the brands like to be a part of it. So that's what the kids can offer are those storylines, and that's content that they can produce that can be, you know, then pushed out in social media channels, right? Um, and then if it's a if it's a smaller brand, or if it's a smaller company that's you know within a thirty minute drive to the track, then yeah, you can you can act like you're a big team and host a brand and do a, you know, you can do a company building, you can do a team building exercise, you can give out rewards and tickets for contestants, you know, internal contests that HR departments throw all the time or sales departments throw all the time and say, listen, we'll give you a fun day at the track or you're hosted by the team, you know, we'll feed you, we'll have you sign, you know, we'll have you, we'll have your photo with a driver on the grid. And it's, you know, it's small, but it's fun. It, yeah, it's that, still fun.
0: It's that behind the scenes. It's that the experience that really that money can't buy. Um,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Um, over there for Cardi, do you have corporate hospitality?
1: So uh, we don't,
0: but yeah, um, we'll I
1: will be, I, we don't, but I'm going to be the first to do it. So that's
0: hey, sorry, that's what I'm going to do next year. <laughs> for, our national, so, for our national championship, which is just five rounds. Um, yeah
1: it yet that i'm currently putting together with the, the clubs yeah so listen so host it, when i host when you go to you know and, and again my my point of reference are nascar races right mm-hmm. so when you go to a nascar race what do you what does the actual experience feel like and look like for the day well you get to hang out with the team which is a bunch of guys who are getting ready to go racing right so you got mechanics working on cars that are not and really girls. paying that close <laughs> say that again
0: and girls <laughs>
1: And girls, correct, sorry, and girls, and girls, guys and girls, and, but, I mean, they're, you know, they're mechanics working on, they're, you know, working on the car, so they're not really paying that close of attention to you, you've got some people, you know, taking care of you, you got somebody cooking some food for you for the day, so you're fed, and then, you know, you, you basically stand out in the heat in the pit box, and, uh, you know, watch the race, and you've got a couple monitors that you watch the race on from the pit box, you see the cars going by, you know, every couple, every couple of seconds. And that's the day. And you're, and you're outside. We can produce, we can repeat 90% of that at a, at a karting track, right. right? I can have you standing underneath the tent. I can have you standing on the side. We can make it comfortable while you're watching people race, watching the kids race. And quite frankly, the racing is just as exciting as it is at the, at the professional level. I've, we have, we have seen kids flip. We had a kid flip this year that broke his collarbone and six screws and one plate later, he's coming back, you know, for that last race. And if you ever want to, if you ever want to see drama, see a, a 10-year-old kid flip his cart and get hurt and look at the parents and see what the parents are going through. So, I mean, it is, you know, it, the, the excitement is there just like you would see at the, at the highest levels.
0: I agree 100%. And having that offering uh, also helps with the benefits for obtaining sponsors as well. Absolutely. Awesome. So uh, on your Instagram account um, at the other day or week, um, you posted um, something, again, which I loved, um, that stated that a prospective sponsor for one of our drivers told us they didn't care if the driver won and that they're more interested in the online presence of the driver. Are they likeable? Are they engaging? Are they good at telling stories? So we just went through the storytelling side of things. Um, on the ad, you had an example of the father sending a sponsorship proposal for his daughter where everything looked good on paper. They started following their social media accounts and the father posted a video of him cursing and berating a person at the track, which was not a good press. Um, nope. And of course, that immediately killed their sponsorship opportunity. They didn't want that brand attached to that person. The companies use sports sponsorships to help elevate the story um, of their brand. And as a driver, if your story doesn't support theirs, the chance of getting sponsorship is slim to none love it. I agree 100%. It's so simple. And and again, I think because we live, eat and breathe this stuff um, that we understand that. But I think again, uh, when people starting out and they've got no knowledge um, or understanding about sponsorship, um, tell us a little bit more about um, the benefit of having an online presence um, when it comes to gaining sponsorship.
1: Well, the benefit is is that the the barrier of entry is relatively low first of all, right so you know back you know ten years ago to be on TV or to have the same level of reach that you do with an online presence now, you would have to do it through TVs and cameras and things of that nature, and the cost was just extremely high compared to what it is now so the fact just of having a professional presence at a low barrier entry with a reach quite frankly greater than what you do on national broadcast or international broadcast is, uh, that in itself is great, right? Just to have the presence. Now, what, what does that truly translate to? It doesn't translate to dollars, but what it does translate to is supporting the conversation when you do have a, when you do have these conversations with brands, right? And companies and sponsors. So again, the, 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 the brand wants to hear the story. They want to know what your story are, what story is, and they want to to see if that, if your story will elevate their story, right? So how do you tell your story? Well, you tell it online. And that's part of that conversation right there. I mean, that's, that's really the value of it right there behind. So when people can come see it, you know, in telling the story, the reason telling a story is valuable and, and to brands and they want to pay you money for it is because they want eyes paying attention to it, right? So if you have an interesting story, you want to capture an audience and you want as many eyes paying attention and agreeing and being, you know, thinking well of you when they hear the story and brands just want to attach themselves to that. So when they think of you, they want to think of the brand and it goes along with it. So what does that mean? That means is putting out good content online.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you think there's a a preferred platform online or is it just a matter of picking one and sticking to it or or what's your thought process around social media and engagement?
1: Yeah, so that's a good one, right? So, you know, what I tell what I tell our clients is, is that pick the one that you are most comfortable with and that you will have the most frequency with. Right. So I think I think you can all of all the channels have potential to to support your conversation. And that you know ranges everything from Facebook to you know to TikTok, right? TikTok and then everything
0: TikTok. right.
1: And then everything in between. And there's a lot of in between there too, right? So the, the thing is is that um, all those channels are useless if you don't use them. Right. So if your style is not good for Twitter and you don't like tossing out thoughts in 140 characters and you only do something once you know a month, then twitter is not the right feed for you right or it's right channel for you um if instagram if you're more of a visual person um you know and you don't want to type a lot of stuff again twitter falls into that category but you know if you if you aren't a visual person and you don't you know know how to capture or, or do photos right and you don't know how to frame things correctly and you're better with your words then twitter obviously would be better for you right so you know, each channel has its it highlights a certain way to to package the content and, and push it out. And then you just find the way that works best with your own particular style. And typically that's going to be the parents that's going to be capturing the content. You know, you. Don't, I, I haven't quite come across this bridge yet, but I personally, I would say that, you know, it would be a little, um, you, you might get some content out there that you'd be a little nervous about if you just hand it over to your, to your driver at eight years old or 12 years old. Something might go out there that might, you know, that might be uh, turn off somebody that a potential sponsor. So it's good to have that filter of the parents on there and then it's whatever works for the parent style.
0: Fantastic. And how important do you think it is for a motorsport athlete to have a website?
1: Um, again, I think it legitimizes you. Right. So, I mean, I personally, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty important. I, I think it, again, it's, it's a low cost barrier of entry to make you look like you're, being serious about this and you want to be able to be at, the, you know, you're wanting to go to the professional level and you're doing the same things that the pros are doing. Right. So, you know, look at your favorite, what we do with our clients is that we just tell them and say, Hey, give us your top three drivers websites that you think looks the best and you would go after. And then we look and we ask them, why do they like it and what do they like about that? And then we incorporate those elements along, you know, and tie it into the brand of that particular driver as well. So something unique comes out of it but it is influenced by, by their, the drivers that they prefer. And then when someone looks at it, they say, wow, you know, this person really truly is serious about racing and serious about finding sponsors, right? Yeah,
0: yeah no, I'm a big avid of having a website even if it's just a one page landing page um, where they um, you know, constantly update with race reports and images. Um, for me, i just conscious that we don't own our social media accounts, so yes, why it's important might mm-hmm. be on social media. Um, unfortunately, yeah. you know, if anything went happen with Zuckerberg, or you know, we could lose Facebook and Instagram overnight if there's another yeah. Um So I feel like it's really important for the the motorsport athletes there to consider having themselves in a um, website, and there's lots of benefits of, you know, being able yeah. to sell merchandise, emailing their list, um, building that sort of data for their sponsors.
1: Yeah, we are already selling hats off of our daughter's website right there, and you know, and we're we're already selling hats across the country, which is crazy, right? So, I mean, it it really makes things a little bit more efficient. It's you know, it's it, it makes you look like a pro, and it makes you look like you're serious about it, and that's what people want to see. They don't want any. They don't want. Nobody wants to write you a check for some kid that's just saying, ah, eh, you know, I kind of like doing this and. This is, you know, I'm going to do this and play some other sport along at time. There, someone's going to write a check for a kid that says, "This is I live and breathe, and and this is all I want to do, and I'm doing everything I can to tell everybody and to show everybody that I am serious about this."
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned before that at your track at the GoPro Motorplex that they did have driver coaching and um, cart shops and stuff. Is that where you guys are located? Is is that where you yes. run your business from?
1: Yes, yes. That's our home track. We are, uh, we're, we're based in Charlotte here in North Carolina. So, um, you know, this is the epicenter. We're the epicenter of NASCAR. Yes. And, uh, so all the teams are here and, uh, you know, within a 30 minute radius of our, of our office here. And, uh, GoPro is the closest karting facility at that highest level that, you know, at the level that we want to be racing at. So it's great. And the competition is pretty serious too, because we do have a lot of a driver's kids that compete with, uh, with our daughter and we have kids coming in out of state, you know, and, um, up and down the East coast competing here with us. So it's, um, high level, high level of, uh, competition, high level facility. And we're lucky to be, we're lucky to have this near us.
0: And do the parents come to you asking you to do it for them, or are you educating them more um, around how they can do it yourself? How, how does your business run? How's it so,
1: <laughs> Right. So this is interesting. So you know, the, we, here's what we want to do: we want to be able to provide a high quality service to as many people as we possibly can. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's and and that's advantageous for everyone involved in that equation. Right. So. So, to answer your question, that, that's a that's a tough one, right? So, it's first of all, what I have seen, and this is just personal experience at the track right here, and, and this could truly just be based off of Charlotte, North Carolina, and it could change in Miami, it could change in you know L.A., it could change in Atlanta or um, Indy, you know, it. I this could be region specific, but what I have seen. Is that a lot of the parents that have their kids involved with this are either, uh, you know, far as work is concerned, they're mechanics or they're engineers or they're, you know, they're on the corporate side of things, but they're not in marketing. Um, the marketing doesn't seem to be the most predominant um, background for work for the parents that are there. So, what does that mean? You, you know, how do we help them out? Well, you know, our uh, one of our first clients right here. It, they, 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 it was literally a clean slate that we had to work with right here, yep. which I, which I truly enjoyed and, and appreciate because what we want to do is we, we package together a, a branding media kit yes, and yes. right. So the branding media kit, what the, the way that we set this up is say, okay, listen, we want to support you guys and we will actively go out and search for sponsors and it, our related relationships or or just call people up out of the blue that we think that makes a good sense for partnership for this we will actively go out and pursue sponsorship for you and of course we get a fee based off of that right and it's a paid for performance model so the parents are very happy with that because you know they're not paying anything until we actually provide sponsorship dollars for them yeah however however (laughs) I cannot call like we I we anybody on our on our team cannot call a company up and say, hey, we have this phenomenal driver over here. They're very, very fast. They're winning. We need a check for $10,000. And that's it. That's not going to work. We need to have assets to support that conversation. Mm -hmm. And what are those assets? Those assets are are what we would produce for our clients in the branding media kit. And then that branding media kit, then basically those assets, what's included in that is uh, we do a hero video and we do – we do a hero video first, right? Everybody responds well to video, mm-hmm. and the video is it's. We're using drone footage. We're using chase carts. We're doing yeah. front, yeah. We're doing we're doing lead and we're doing follow shots. We're doing passing. That's all in the all the on track footage that we capture. We capture a lot of off track footage. We have all we have a shot list that we put together, um, and then we have a professional video editor editor that puts it together with sound and we break it up and we chunk up these videos at that work well across certain channels. So you have video, if a video lives well on the website, it's going to be a little bit longer. It's going to tell a little bit of a deeper story. You know, then if you put something on Twitter or if you put something on TikTok, you only got to, you know, I think it's less than a minute.
0: That's you know, right. No,
1: Instagram is less than a minute, right? So you, we, we build the clips and tell the stories within those uh, you know, those guidelines that each channel has for you, right? Those restrictions that each channel has for you. So that's the video side of things. And then we will, uh, let's see, what's next after that, (laughs) after that there, it's, it's, it's quite comprehensive actually. It's it's a great, yeah, it's a full kit, right? So we do the video, then we set up all the social media channels, right? So Mm -hmm. we will set them all up and then, um, you know, we, there's strategic in how we set those up. So it's not going to be just, you know, username X, Y, Z underscore one, two, three, four, five, six. We put a little thought, a little strategy behind how we want to go ahead and, and, and define the usernames and the photos that we use and things of that nature. And then um, after we set up the social media channels, we will then we actually write a custom outreach letter uh, for each child that's made specifically that highlights their attributes and highlights what sets them apart from all the other drivers, not just from a competition standpoint, but from who they are as a brand. Right. And that's where my wife really kind of comes into play. uh, Because again, she has her master's in writing. She really knows how to tell the story phenomenally on paper. And she helps put that together um, for the drivers so that, and then after we do that, we put together a professional, uh, like at a high level uh, proposal that we, that you would see at the level you know, and Formula E or at the NASCAR, it's, it's 80% at the level that you would see at that. Because again, we're dealing with, you know, companies. kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're dealing with big companies, but it's also coming from an eight to 13 year old, a cadet driver, right? So you can't get too crazy with it because the company, it still needs to feel homegrown. It still needs to feel like it's a, it's a homegrown grassroots effort that's putting this in together, right? But we also are trying to walk that line of, we're professional and we're trying to really put out a really strong presence and we, you know, we have our shit put together, you know, we we have our shit together, right? That's like, that's the idea. They they want to know that if they write this check that you will follow through, you will provide a quality of content that they're looking for. And they get a sense of that by all these touch points that we've addressed so far. Right. And then at the very end of that, we just wrap all that together into (laughs) a website and we make a custom website for them as well that really represents their brand and they have a lot of input into that right so after we do that's the branding media kit after we put all those assets together we literally hand them over to to the parents and and to the driver right it's we give them we you know we want to hand it to them and say here are your usernames here are your passwords here's everything that you need here are your hosting costs here are the costs that comes along with it we're not charging anything we just build it and then we literally hand it over to them. Now, do if somebody wants us to maintain that, then we, 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 we have hourly rates and we have subscription rates and things of that nature that we can walk through and, and work through. But truly, what we want to do is we want to hand that over and let them maintain it and manage it. Because, and supporting all that, sorry, this is a really key important part, is that we we put together a playbook that shows them how to utilize these tools correctly and effectively. Right. So we we don't want to just hand them this, you know, phenomenally well written letter and then they have no idea who to send it to or who to write it to or how to research the company and customize it just a little bit where they're like, you know, look at the last three news releases from the company to see what the what the latest thing that they're paying attention to and how can you tie that message in. You know, those are We, we ABC that out for everybody so that somebody who is a mechanic or somebody who is an engineer who knows numbers and spreadsheets and excels, but they have no clue about marketing that they can still follow the process and use these tools effectively. So, you know, it's kind of like, Hey, I'll sell you the cart, but I'm also going to sell you the coaching that goes along with it. So you can be effective in using driving the cart quickly. This is the exact same concept. We're giving you tools and we're going to make sure you're effective with it as well.
0: Awesome, fantastic. So, yeah, it's quite similar to what we do over here. Um, Yeah, it's more like do it yourself and we educate them, you know, motivate for me is always trying to be um, free as much as possible as an online educational tool. So, hence the free Mm -hmm. podcast, and, and we've got free blogs and all that on the website, free Facebook groups that people can um, get yeah. to as well, and try and you know sponge in as much information as they can to try and make their own journey successful. Um, but then, of course, yeah, we've got the, the um, services that so we can assist them do it all, or um, yeah, certainly give them the- absolutely. Listen, it's
1: it, it's a lot of listen, it's a lot of information, and there's a lot of things to know and understand. It's not hard, it's no, just it's a lot. A lot. <laughs> Right. And, and again, and
0: people don't realise how much goes behind the scenes. Um, they, exactly. they just want to go racing, and that's fine if you want to be a hobbyist and and just do club rounds every month and um, have no like real aspirations to go forward with the motorsport career. But you know, if you're aspiring to be a NASCAR driver or to race Australian mm-hmm. supercars or Formula Ones, mm-hmm. uh, the work really starts now when that they are eight, or they are twelve, or they are fifteen, um, or even if you're 21, starting motorsports later in life. Yeah. I um, mean, you know, you might've come from PlayStation, then, you know, all of this backend stuff is really important. You know, similar to that post that was um, that I mentioned before um, teams aren't looking for so much race achievements. Now they are looking, you know, who, who, and what is your brand and, and what kind of products or services and financial sponsorships that you can actually bring for yep. the teams to unfortunately progress your career more so yeah. than what you're doing on the track.
1: It's true. And you know, listen, that is, that is a hundred percent accurate. And I think what a lot of, what gets lost a lot with a lot of parents and a lot of drivers is that it, this is a show we are putting on a show. Yeah. We are not saving lives. We're not sending clean water to a place that needs it. We are, we're burning gas. We're going really, really fast. And that, and we're putting on a show. And the only reason we get to do this and put this show on and, and 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 what I'm talking about is at the highest level, right? So at the professional level. And the reason it's professional level is because you get paid for it. The reason you can get paid for it and get paid handsomely well for it is because there's a ton of spectators and fans who are paying a lot of money to sit into the seats. You've got media rights coming in from broadcasters who are paying a ton of money to put it on the TV. So you've yeah, got more people sitting down watching this show. So people forget that this is a show and what do they want? They want people, they want actors. They want, and I, and I say actors with not as in being fake, I'm saying actors as in they want personalities. They want people to be engaged and, and see this show and say, wow, you know, that driver got really, really mad. And there was a little bit of drama over there. Oh, what's going on with that? I really want to pay attention and see what's going on with this right here a little bit. Um, Or did you see, that this person overcame and, you know, this obstacle right here and the car broke down or, you know, the, got a puncture on lap five and, you know, they they were able to recuperate and come back. And did you see them, you know, fight their way through this adversity? So these are all storylines that make for a really good show, but you need to have really good characters in this show right here. And that's where this branding is. And this is what sponsors are looking for. They're looking for somebody that they can associate and, and people are excited to pay attention to and want to be a part of and, and and tell their story with right so so yeah that's uh yeah sponsorship is a bridge that every professional driver has to cross doesn't matter you know who you are right and what level you're at it, it's you're going to have to cross it the only person i think of that didn't have to cross it is lance stroll just because his dad had enough money to buy the actual team <laughs> and give him a seat when it comes on there but You know, not everybody's dad is a multi-billionaire that's out there that can afford it. So if if your dad doesn't fall into that category, you're going to have to do what 99% of the other drivers have to do and cross that sponsorship bridge and know how to try to bring money into the race team.
0: Uh, Asifa, I think this is more of a personal question between you and I. But how do you go? Train, I guess, to sell your services to parents or trying to get them to understand that your services is just as important as hiring a driver coach. Um, I feel like maybe it's just here, but um, you know, parents are willing to spend you know thousands of dollars or even hundreds of dollars on getting the last second out of their car or their engine. Right. But then when it comes to developing uh, their skills um, off track, it's always oh. Uh, yeah, money, and it's like, well, actually, no, we're trying to get you money.
1: Exactly. So, it, again, good question. There's there's multiple approaches <laughs> to this right here, right? To to get parents interested in this right here. Um, what we have, first of all, word of mouth has you know one thing. If if one if one dad has it's getting his engine tuned tuned by somebody and they're winning races, um, you're going to start seeing all the other dads on the grid having that same engine tuned by that same guy and paying for that. So word of mouth in this world, as you, you know, as we all know, is it's, it's a pretty small world. And, uh, if, if someone's getting success in that, they're going to, um, you know, they're, they're going to spread the word. So our goal is to make sure that, there is an ROI that there is, we do provide a high quality service and that they do see a return on this, on this money right here. And they sing our praises, right? So that's obviously step one and probably the most important step. Um, If I had to come to somebody that did not know about us and have them involved with us and say, there's a, I joke around, but there's a million different ways you can do the same. You can do the same approach to both the driver and to the parents. And there's something, there's an important distinction for our services to, to compare the difference between the driver and the parents, because one is the consumer and the other is the customer, right? Okay. And the difference between the consumer and the customer is that the customer is the one that's actually cutting you the check and yeah. paying for the service. <laughs> the consumer right. is the one that's actually utilizing the services, right? Yeah. So we kind of classify the driver more as the consumer and the parents as the customer. Yeah. but the you know we one thing that seems to work is that you know and we fall into this we fall into this category personally as well as that we as parents we love the attention that our that our badass nine-year-old daughter gets and the fact that she's competing in this sport and she's you know there's not that many girls that are in there and she's competing well and FYI, just a quick little plug. She's running seventh right now in the championship out of 40 kids in her first year. in it. so I'm very proud of that top 10. We weren't expecting that, but we're excited <laughs> over that. But the, um, but you know, the, I think there is a little bit of vanity along with the parents because this is kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a sexy sport. So yeah, it's a hard sport, but it's a sexy sport too. I mean, you're going fast. It's dangerous. It has, you know, it, and I say dangerous to a lot. I mean, I know, you know, Horseback riding, you can get hurt just as quickly sure. doing that as you can do racing, right? So, um, but still, there is that element of danger and speed, and there's movies made around it. So, that there's a little bit of vanity involved with that. So, you know, it's it, it never hurts just to say and come up to a parent and say, "Hey, you know, would you like to have a professional resource shine the spotlight on your on your driver story?" and be able let's be able to frame it and we can make your driver look amazing and what parents going to say no no i don't i don't i don't <laughs> want that i don't want i don't want an awesome hero video with drone video and and you know and chase and follow carts and and doing all kinds of things that i don't Those parents are going to say yeah that's a pretty cool we like that right off the bat and then you can say the exact same thing to the driver you, know, you tell an eight year old or 12 year old, hey, we can make a video of you where you look awesome on the track going around that you can share with your friends and family and things of that nature. Of course, they get excited about it as well. So that's just on the video aspect of it. And, and then when you get into the parents and say, listen, this is one of the few expenses that you can invest in and actually get your money back on. Um, the cart. You, you know, you could, of course, you can sell your cart at the end and use cart, but you're gonna, you're probably gonna lose a little bit of money off of that. You're not gonna recoup recuperate 100% of your costs. This right here, we want you to be able to actually recoup and get extra money at the end of this right here. We look for a two times, we look at a minimum, we want to get two times the money back that they invested yeah. into this.
0: Oh, fantastic. Now, nice, Stefan, thank you so much. You've given us um, a great insight to what you do over there. Um, do you have any other tips or like free resources uh, or paid resources for competitors to, to re- research further into branding or sponsorship?
1: Yeah, that's, no. Um, you, know, you I, I was thinking about that question. And that was actually, <laughs> that, that was, that was a tougher one. That was a tougher one for me to answer. Not that I don't want to share. Um, it's just that <laughs> I've, 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 you know, I, I'm always keeping my eyes open for, for any type of insight when it comes into branding. So, you know, I guess I kind of answered that question just saying, you know, be open and, and try to seek out any and all information that you have about branding and, and marketing and, you know, some of it, you know, and I, and I guess I do have the, the luxury of having the experience to be able to have a filter to see which is good information, which is bad information. Um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of Gary V? Uh, uh, all right. So, you know, if you're in branding and you're marketing that he's, he's a pretty common name, right? So, um, Seth Godin, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, I got to see him speak live, and I got to speak at the same conference. He was speaking at live and, um, you know, and, um, you know, so those guys really look at it from the storytelling aspect and go ahead.
0: No, yeah. I was just gonna say I think the moral to this story is Stefan that you should write a book. Um Brandy yeah. <laughs> Uh, th- there is a lot around about motorsports and sponsorship. Um, I know that I'm working on a book at the moment. It's around about, you know, motorsport is a business and about how to get started and, um, you know, with fitness, nutrition, more of the holistic, the whole encompass. Uh, um, but with you, I think you could do one about branding, the importance of... Um,
1: yeah, right. Well, you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> one day. All right now I'm having a lot of fun doing what we're doing right now. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, I, I got to tell you the thing, that excites me the most about yaba and and let 's also i don 't want to give the impression that yaba 's been around for ages right it's this is a this is a new endeavor that that started with us because this is our first season that we had we December seventh is the last race that we have for our daughter this season, so we started in February, so i didn 't see the need. Until halfway through the season, because the first part of the season, I'm just trying to figure out how to keep her being competitive and keep her on the track. I'm just doing the tuning part, you know, the dad that's just that sounds, trying to get things I going, sounds, right? So uh, once I finally got my feet underneath me on that aspect of things right there, and I had a chance to actually talk to the parents and understand what was going on with it, is when I actually realized that there was a need here from the parent side of things or from the sponsorship side of things. So the, the business is, is relatively new. Um, when it comes to that. And, um, oh gosh, I just went off so far on a tangent right there. I forgot what the original question was right there. No, the book. No, what I'm most excited about, what I'm most excited about is that, you know, I, we, the, our clients and the drivers that we're going to be helping out here, we're, we're truly going to help them out in their career, right? So, um, you know, we, this is, this is, this will help elevate them to a higher level than they would, have, that they would have not gotten to without our services, right? And hopefully, we sharpen the saw and we get them to the point where they're comfortable with this and they get to the point where it, they, they are already a, a step of the game, a, one step ahead of the game when they move up to the next levels when it comes to sponsorships, that it is easier for them and they are successful. And I cannot wait, okay. cannot wait. To go to my first F1 race, to my first Indy race, or my first NASCAR race, or formerly E race, or any, you know, World Rallycross, whatever race it is at the professional level, to cheer on one of my drivers and be there with their family and just say, you know, we, we did it, we got it up to the, we made it to the highest level. And we were the first ones to help, you know, believe in them and support them and, and get them on that journey. You know, outside of their parents, right? Okay. So, it's gonna. You know, I'm a decade away. I'm a decade because I'm yeah. dealing with eight-year-olds now and twelve-year-olds, right? So, I'm I'm anywhere between, you know, or we I say we we okay. we are anywhere between probably five to ten years away from that seeing that actually come to fruition. But man, that's gonna be exciting. That's gonna be a whole lot of fun to uh, to see that happen. So that right there in itself is one of my main driving motivators to uh, to do this and. Uh, just to to enjoy that moment.
0: Well, Stefan, I love your passion and I love your love for um, helping youth most sport competitors. So thank you. Um I too agree a hundred percent that there is definitely a national requirement for these services within the sport. So definitely looking forward to watching your journey over the next five to ten years. And of course <laughs> when you hit that Formula One NASCAR Formula E driver, um not even at that top level, but you know definitely would like to have you on again maybe in 12 to 18 months time to see how Yabra is progressing. Uh, make absolutely. sure you keep me
1: absolutely in mind. Absolutely. I would uh, love that.
0: So how can people find out more about Yabba or follow your journey?
1: Well, uh, the channels that we are most comfortable with, right? That's whatever we like to put out the most content on is Instagram. So you can just type in Yaba Y-A-B-A, and we're the top hit on that. And then, of course, if you want to go to our website and you can learn more about us and our drivers there, it's youthaba. Um, And the reason that it's not Yaba.com is because there is somebody who bought that URL. They're not using it and they went $10,000 for it. And uh, that's, that's 10 grand that we probably at this state of the business don't need to be spending (laughs) on the URL, maybe future down the road a little bit. But so we just decided to spell out the first letter and in Yaba. And so it's youth, dot com. So you can take a look at the website there and uh, just, you know learn more about us that way
0: and of course all Stefan's details and yabbas will be in today's show notes and um, i might have put some links into um, gary v's and seth godin's information so you can learn a little bit more about branding um but again thank you Stefan, for your input today hopefully um everyone got some nuggets out of the episode i know i certainly did um, it's always great to know that um, what we're doing is on par to what's happening on the other side of the world uh, we definitely have um similar friend so we've had trey yeah. from podium fitness on here before he works out of charlotte as well trey oh Shen-
1: yes yes yeah.
0: so he's a friend of so us so
1: it's a big world but a small community right, right. Trey really is a small community so it's, it's great how he expands across the continent
0: yeah and again all the best on your journey i can't wait to, to see what happens in the next couple of years
1: absolutely well belinda thank you so much really appreciate you uh, taking the time and, uh, we're happy to do this. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to keep an eye on you guys and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, reconvene and uh, down the road.
0: Yes. Well, Trey's invited me over to Charlotte next year. So I might come over and have a visit. Oh my goodness. <laughs>
1: oh my goodness. If you do, please let us know. Yeah. And, uh, we'll take you up. We'll actually, uh, we'll, we'll take you up to GoPro and, uh, We'll let you try out the track there and we'll let you try some good Carolina barbecue because that's kind of what we're known for here as well.
0: Oh, wow. Fantastic. Well, I'll be in touch.
1: (laughs) All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you.